Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the Last Stand Church. I'm Pastor Sam Davis. Let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we love you and thank you and praise you. Thank you for such a good uh, word in the song this morning, praising you, lifting up your name, recognizing that there are so many blessings that you surround us with that we aren't even knowledgeable about. Things that you do in the background every single day to watch over us, Lord. And we thank you for everything we see and everything we don't see, Lord. As we open your word this morning, Lord, help us to open our eyes. Help us to use your gospel message, your Holy Spirit's power to see into the real world, Lord, not the world that they try to tell us is uh, surrounding us, Lord. Uh, help us as believers to recognize that there are de there's deception all around. And Lord, it is only through the power of your Holy Spirit and through the enlightenment of your word that we are able to see clearly what is really happening in the world. We thank you for being with us, for guiding us and leading us, and as we open your word today, that you would help us to understand what you are trying to show us, Lord. May we be open and willing and ready to obey your commands. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' precious name, we pray. So this morning... Um, we are going to talk about vision, having God's vision, not just our own. So <laughs> what happens to me is I've always been a big movie buff. And every once in a while a movie comes along and I'm always kind of looking for that spiritual message behind the movie. And there was a movie that came along several years ago now called The Matrix. Now today, um, with our political landscape, they've adopted this red pill from the movie The Matrix to say, you know, we see. We took the red pill and we see what's going on. And um, <clears throat> I find that very interesting because I saw the spiritual message in that movie long before it started being used like it is today. But I want to put out one disclaimer. I used to watch R-rated movies, and I don't watch them anymore. And the movie The Matrix is an R-rated movie, so I don't recommend that Christians watch the movie. But irregardless of that, I did find an incredible spiritual insight from the movie. And so I want to um, talk about the movie and um, how we can have our eyes opened to see what God wants us to see, especially today. So, if you've ever seen the movie The Matrix, um, if you've never seen the movie The Matrix, you'll have to listen close. 
But if you have seen the movie, you might remember some of these lines. I have taken lines from all over the movie and put them in the order that suits my purpose for this message. But I haven't changed the character's lines at all. So we're going to start out with Morpheus. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you can feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? You've been living in a dream world, Neo. Have you ever had a dream, Neo, that you were so sure was real? What if you were unable to wake from that dream? How would you know the difference between the dream world and the real world? If real is what you can feel, smell, taste, and see, then real is simply electrical signals interpreted by your brain. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. Morpheus offers two pills in his open hands. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Neo considers his choice as he looks back. Trinity speaks up. Please, Neo, you have to trust me. Neo says, why? Trinity, because you have been down there, Neo. You know that road. You know exactly where it ends. And I know that's not where you want to be. Morpheus, you have to let it all go, Neo. Fear, doubt, and disbelief. Free your mind. I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it. The matrix is everywhere. It's all around us, even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window or when you turn on your television. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you to the truth. Neo says, what truth? Morpheus says that you are a slave, Neo. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, into a prison that you cannot taste or see or touch. Neo, sooner or later, you're going to realize, just as I did, that there's a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. The matrix is a system, Neo. That system is our enemy. But when you're inside, you look around and what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very people we are trying to save.
<clears throat> you have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so accustomed, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Now, of course, in the movie, Neo makes the right choice. But another character in the movie named Cypher chooses the lie of the Matrix, even after being exposed to the truth. Cypher speaking. You know, I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the Matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, do you know what I realize? He takes a bite of his steak. Ignorance is bliss. I know what you're thinking, because right now I'm thinking the same thing. Actually, I've been thinking it ever since I got here. Why, oh why, didn't I take the blue pill? The red pill and the blue pill in the movie represent two different choices. Take the red pill and have your eyes open to see the real world. Or take the blue pill to, say, to stay oblivious to the truth in the fake world. Cypher found the real world too much to deal with, and he preferred the deception of the pretend world. Okay, well that was just a movie. But God has also given us a choice to make in this life. Through his word, we can see the real world. But like the character in the movie, we have to be willing to take a step of faith. How did we get in this predicament? So let's talk about some background to our world and why we're living in a fake world and why there's a real world that God wants to introduce us to. So the mother and father of all human beings are in the Garden of Eden and they have complete fellowship with God. God provided them with every variety of fruit trees to eat from, including the tree of life. The devil comes and speaks to the woman about the only tree in the whole garden God commanded them not to eat of. In Genesis 3, 5 through 8, in the New Living Translation, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. Now this was the serpent, Satan, taking the form of the serpent, who told them this lie. So she took some of the fruit and she ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. 
When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. So it sounds like originally that their vision was going to be improved. But in truth, this sin closed their eyes to the spiritual world. From this event until today, people's eyes are closed, not open. Their vision has been altered by their sin. They have been plunged into spiritual darkness. They can't see the real world behind this one, God's world. Then in Genesis 3.24, after sending them out, God sent them out of the garden. They could no longer be in his paradise, walking in his presence. The Lord God stationed mighty cherubim to the east of the Garden of Eden. And he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. The spiritual world is blocked from us because of our sin. All people fell into spiritual darkness. We call this event the fall or the fall of man. But God, I love that term, but God, how many things in our life, but God, if he hadn't arrived when he did, but God made a way to reverse the devil's plan to keep all people blinded to the truth. That's the devil's plan, to keep everybody blinded. God can open our eyes once again. But we have to realize that we are blind first. Our sin makes us blind even though the devil, the world, the flesh, tries to convince us that our sinful state makes us see more clearly. And the way out of this blind darkness is Jesus. John 9, 39 through 41. Then Jesus told them, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are really blind. Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard and asked, Are you saying we're blind? Jesus replied, If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. So what you see is that there are people who have not responded to the gospel message. Who are still in their sin. And yet they think they are seeing everything correctly. And the gospel message has gone out into the whole world. And they need to respond to that gospel message, receive Christ as their Savior. The Holy Spirit comes in. We sing that old song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wrench like me. I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. 
the conversion experience of responding to the gospel of Jesus Christ and being saved, being born again, the Holy Spirit entering in and sealing you opens your eyes to the reality that the Bible is trying to tell us. Jesus came to heal the blind, but he also had to tell many people they were blind. It seems like a funny thing to be blind and not know it, but God's word makes it plain that this is the unsaved person's condition. An example out of Revelation 3.17. You say, I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. That's what they see. But then God says what their real condition is. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. What a terrible condition to be in where you think you have everything you need and yet from God's point of view you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Religion is one of the greatest blindfolds that people have invented to reject God's offer of real sight. Remember in the garden? When they realized they were naked, what did they do? They took fig leaves and tried to cover themselves and they hid from God. That's man's way of dealing with sin. But God took them and killed an animal and clothed them with flesh, showing that something had to sacrifice, to die, blood had to be shed to cover their sin. That's God's way. There's man's way and God's way. If you believe that you stand righteous before God without receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior, you remain blind to God's kingdom. And your guilt remains because you claim to see. He came to heal the blind. But some people don't even know they are blind. What do you see that keeps you from receiving Christ today? The Apostle Paul was told by Jesus on the Damascus road that he was sending him to the Gentiles in Acts 26, 18. He told Paul why he was sending him out. To open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. Then they will receive forgiveness for their sins and be given a place among God's people. God needs to open our eyes for us to see. Jesus Christ is the only way that can happen. Receive him and receive your sight. Because believers can see the truth when Jesus is revealed from heaven upon his second coming. They will welcome him with great joy. But non-believers will have a very different reaction when the physical world is peeled back and the spiritual world is revealed. Revelation 6, 14 through 17. The sky was rolled up like a scroll 
and all of the mountains and islands were moved from their places. Then everyone, the kings of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy, the powerful, and every slave and every free person, all those who've taken the mark, they all hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, and they cried to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Now they see, too late, but now they see their physical world that they thought was everything all of a sudden is peeled back and the truth confronts them. For the great day of the wrath of God has come and who will be able to survive? At that moment in time, they're going to recognize they chose the wrong side. God really was true. He really is coming back, and he really is going to pour out his wrath on all those who have not received Jesus Christ as Savior, God's only plan of salvation. Remember in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve hid from God after their eyes were opened, everyone right now who still has their eyes opened, like in the garden, will hide from God because they fear judgment. And they should. They cannot see that God's way of resolving their sins is Jesus Christ. Because they are really blind, they just think they can see. The fearful blind cry out at that moment when they see Jesus Christ sitting on his throne. Who is able to survive? The answer is those who have a foundation that cannot be shaken. Those who have an anchor outside of this present world. The answer is only those anchored to Jesus Christ in eternity. Not in this temporary world. Hebrews 12, 26-28 When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed, so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. All things in this physical world are temporary. It's like in the movie The Matrix. This is The Matrix. This is the world that has been pulled over our eyes to blind us to the truth. But the Word of God, when you open it, when you see it, when you respond to it, is the red pill to see the real world to see how deep the rabbit hole really goes. 
All things in this physical world are just temporary, and only what is done for Jesus Christ will last. He is the only foundation which is eternal and will never pass away. We who have our eyes opened are building our lives upon him. What are you building your life upon? Don't be fearful about all the chaos in the world today. As terrible as that is, and it is, God's wrath will make it look like nothing. If you ever read the book of Revelation, you understand that this earth must be shaken. Take your eyes off this temporary world. Put them on Christ and his new promised world. God wants us to know he is real and his kingdom is our true home. Everything we see now is temporary and will pass away. We are growing up to be part of the true world that is behind this temporary one. God's word has opened us up to the real world. We can see and receive what God has already promised us through the pathway of faith. Like in the movie The Matrix, take the red pill and see how deep the rabbit hole really goes, or, or take the blue pill and fall back asleep in the pretend world. Now there's an amazing event that shows us the difference between man's vision and God's vision in the Old Testament. It's in 2 Kings 6, 15 through 17. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. They were surrounded. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha, the prophet of God. Don't be afraid, Elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs. The young man looked around. He didn't see nobody but the enemy, and they were surrounded. Then Elisha prayed, O oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. No fear. God's army and his kingdom is just beyond our perception. Pray for God to open your eyes. Use your faith to see what is just beyond our perception. Our faith is a sense that we utilize to know the spiritual world is real. It doesn't matter what I see in this physical world. It matters what the word of God says is true. I call it a high-definition faith. When our faith becomes our vision. 
So take a little visual journey with me for a moment. God gave a young woman a vision of heaven after she prayed and asked him to show her. And it goes like this. She is living inside of a box. It has fake grass on the floor and the sides are painted blue. Up in the corner is a light bulb that gives light and heat. On a table is a fan blowing to create wind. Everything she has experienced in life is contained in this box. It is all she has ever known. Then God called her outside of the box. Outside, the grass was real. She could feel the soft blanket of green under her bare feet. The sun was shining down from the sky. She could feel the comfort of its warmth. The sky was crystal blue with white fluffy clouds. The nearby forest was lush with towering trees. A breeze brought beautiful fragrances with it as it splashed across her face. Everything was amazing and wonderful. And she looked back at the box and she realized it was all fake. And it was nothing like the real world. Before this, everything she had ever known to be real ultimately turned out to be a painted box. But after the vision God impressed upon her, heaven is like something we have kind of known, but like nothing we have seen before. So I want to challenge the body of Christ. To be a mature Christian is not just going from darkness to light or the salvation experience. It is using this newfound vision to see into the real world, God's kingdom. To learn and grow, we need long-range vision. God has opened a door that no man can shut. Take advantage of this vision. We need to understand and accept that this spiritual world is not like a cloud. And this world is solid. So people think that heaven is like invisible and like a cloud and, and it's just like not no substance. And they think this world now is solid. But it's actually the other way around. God wants his people to know how real his kingdom is. He believes that this knowledge should change how we live right now. The old saying that some people say when we talk about the kingdom of God and the real, how we believe the Bible is true, people say to us, don't be so heavenly minded that you are no earthly good. How many years ago did they start saying that to us? Okay, all right, we got it now. The church has got it. We have focused on our careers, our family, accumulation of goods and wealth. No one can accuse us of being no earthly good anymore. Now, as everything is poised to be taken from us, if we don't comply 
with what the world demands. Now God is calling us to focus on heaven. We are no longer tied to this failing, corrupted earth. Yes, we must provide for our families, but God is calling us to focus on our gathering together unto him. We must consider what that means for those who don't know him. So, fellow believers, body of Christ, the harvest is here. We cannot be content any longer because we have our salvation. The angel with the sickle is ready to swing. We have tried to be good people in our lives and maybe say a word here or a word there. Now God wants us to be committed to pour out our lives as a living sacrifice for the sake of the real world. The real world which will soon be revealed to all flesh. The choice that people are making right now is going to determine the judgment of God in their lives. And there's only one way to get out of the wrath of God being poured on you, and that's to receive the one and only gift that God has made for man to be saved. One name under heaven by which everyone who calls on the name of Jesus Christ can be saved. This is the whole purpose of the church, to have our eyes opened and know God and make God known to a world that cannot see him. Right now they can only see us. We are called to be God's ambassadors on planet earth. You are needed to help as many of the blind as possible to find Jesus and receive their sight. The days are getting darker. Jesus said, work while it is day, for there's a time coming when it'll be night and no man can work. Then we'll just be trying to survive ourselves. Please answer the call to reach out to the blind people around you who think they see because they've rejected Christ. Let's say collectively together, Jesus gave me my first breath. I'll give him my last. Make that your prayer today. And to the unsaved who may be listening, receive Jesus Christ and God will open your eyes. You have to admit you are blind. You must ask Jesus to restore your sight. Come to him. You can trust him. He will forgive your sins and your eyes will be opened. Really opened. Even if you have never understood the Bible before, God's spirit will guide you into understanding. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. You go from darkness to light, from blind to sight, from born once to born again, 
from born from the flesh to born from the spirit. Listen to me. All other reported ways to God are blind alleys. Just like Trinity said to Neo when he was considering his choice and Neo looked back. Trinity said to Neo, you've been down that road. You already know where that road leads. Make the choice to receive Christ. The blood of Christ, the red pill, will introduce you to the real world. And together, we'll see how deep the rabbit hole really goes. Right now, today, in this world, there is a deception that is occurring. And only those who have their eyes opened and are following Christ can see there's a deception. If you think you can see, but you've rejected Jesus Christ, what you're seeing is a lie. And God needs to open your eyes for you to see. The gospel message has gone out into the whole world, and it's not hidden. Respond to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So you can gain God's vision. And you can see what's really happening right now. The book of Revelation is opening up before our eyes. The time is coming where this temporary world is going to be destroyed by the coming of Jesus Christ. Don't be caught unaware. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for us understanding that your word is true. Let every person be a liar, but God be true. Lord God, it is difficult sometimes with all of our friends and loved ones and family members and co-workers and even fellow believers who look at what's happening right now and they don't see that this is exactly what your word said would happen in the end times that we are to look for deception and we can only look and see that deception if we have our eyes opened by you and your Holy Spirit Lord God I pray for all my fellow believers that they would uh, understand that your word is true and that they would lift their eyes out of your book and they would look into the world and they would see that Bible prophecy is happening all around us. This is the time for such a time as this. You have called this generation to stand up no matter what the cost. And Lord God, as um, the things that have been censored and hidden from the masses starts to come out, Help us to be ready to reach out to all those people that might actually stop and say, hey, I think they're lying to me. Lord, we need to be there and we pray for those people, Lord. We pray that you would call people, that you would, uh, your gospel message would reach them 
and you would open eyes and right at that moment when when you speak to them and they make that decision lord that we'll be right there to hold their hands and to guide them and to show them your way of truth may their hearts be the fruitful ground that the seed of your word is planted deep and grows a crop for this harvest. We just pray, Lord God, and thank you for this message, for your word. Open our eyes, help us to see. We give you all the glory and all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.